you are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of Casino Royale. Your file shows no kills, Bond, but to become a double O, it takes two. How did you die? Your contact? Not well. You needn't worry. The second is... Yes. Considerably. The man was Le Chiffre, private banker to the world's terrorists, which would explain how he could set up a high-stakes poker game at Casino Royale in Montenegro. If he loses this game, he'll have nowhere to run. You're the best player in the service. The Treasury has agreed to stake you in the game. But if you lose, our government will have directly financed terrorism. I will be keeping my eye on our government's money and off your perfectly formed house. You noticed. I hope our little game isn't causing you to perspire. It doesn't bother you killing those people. Well, I wouldn't be very good at my job if it did. How's our girl melted your cold heart yet? James, get the girl out. You're not going to let me in there. You've got your armor back on. I have no armor left. <laughs> You've stripped it from me. Whatever is left of me. Whatever I am. I'm yours. The only question remains. Will you yield? In time? All right, everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for Casino Royale, and the story is as follows. After receiving a license to kill, British Secret Service agent James Bond heads to Madagascar, where he uncovers a link to Le Chief, a man who finances terrorist organizations. Learning that Le Chief plans to raise money in a high-stakes poker game, MI6 sends Bond to play against him, gambling that their newest 00 operative will topple the man's organization. The film is starring Daniel Craig, Eva Green, Mads Mikkelsen, Jeffrey Wright, and Judi Dench. It is directed by Martin Campbell and is written by Neil Purvis, Robert Wade, and Paul Haggis. Here to join me today for this 2006 Patreon throwback retrospective review, I have Josh Parham. Hello, hello. Casey Lee Clark. Hello. And Dan Baer. Christ, I missed the Cold War. I was so curious which line you were going to use, Dan. You know my name. <laughs> you know my name. You know my name. <laughs> yes. Anyway, this is, um, this is, oh man, this is such an awesome movie. I can't mm-hmm. believe that it's been 15 years since Daniel Craig, um, had his first movie uh, come out in theaters for all of us. You know, he got cast beforehand. And, you know, I remember when the casting was first announced, every the headlines were Bond is blonde. And everybody was making a big deal about how this was a radical departure from all of the other James Bonds. And, you know, Daniel Craig, up until that point in his career, uh, he had made a couple of uh, indie films that had caught on pretty well. He was mostly a character actor, but it was definitely his performance, if anyone had seen up in that point, uh, Lair Cake, 
that I think uh, was probably the role that sealed the deal for him with this and got him uh, the infamous role of James Bond. And here we are now in 2021, 15 years later. I assume everyone on this podcast has seen No Time to Die. I'm seeing it Friday. It's a long story. We'll get to it. <laughs> fine, not, fine. I but all I will say is that his tenure as James Bond has come to an end. So we are going back and looking at everything from the beginning again here uh, with what is regarded as one of the best in this decades long franchise. Starting us off first with first time watcher Dan Baer. Dan. In 2021, watching Casino Royale for the first time, what did you think of it? Oh, it was like I was all the way back in 2006. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it's everything about this movie from the, the cinematography and editing style to the fashions to the technology to the, in some ways, to the score felt just very I went right back to that mid 2000s time period it just felt so very of if not that exact year then of that like era of film you mean like before CGI took everything over basically (laughs) (laughs) um and and I think that's both a good thing and a bad thing or like it it's it's a good thing and also not a good thing if if not necessarily bad, but not necessarily good either. Like there is something about it that feels, um, workmanlike. Okay. And kind of pro forma. Um, I, I think, I think it's good, but I also think that if the main character was not named James Bond, this would be relegated to like this, you know, underseen, underappreciated movie, that did really well in 2006, but everyone has kind of forgotten about in the intervening 15 years. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, I think that was good enough. I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. (laughs) 
Dan, you are reminding me way too much of your comments of Joker when we reviewed that in 2019. <laughs> if this movie was named anything other than Joker, I I very much remember hearing you say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I'm being I'm being facetious. I'm being facetious. I know. It's just like so. I have I for for full context. The only Bond film that I had ever seen prior to watching this just now um, was Skyfall on a really, really bad quality uh, DVD screener that a friend of mine gave me at the time. Um, And that movie was a very strange movie to have be your first Bond film ever. Um, And I spent most of the movie going who is that? What is happening? Why is this important? I don't understand. Even though I thought it was well done. Josh is rolling his eyes right now. (laughs) I'm just sitting here listening. (laughs) (laughs) And it it, it felt like with that one that I was definitely missing out on something, having never seen a Bond movie before. Um, and, And this one, I didn't really feel like I was missing out on much without seeing a Bond movie before, but without having a connection to that character and its history, other than like, you know, just the sort of cultural osmosis permeation. Like I know about the Bond girls and M and Q and, you know, the theme music and all the gadgets. Um, and I, I was surprised by how few gadgets there were in this. That was a deliberate choice. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> I, have, I have no doubt that it was. Um, because it was like, it was almost very, very pointed. Like the one gadget is a <laughs> defibrillator <laughs> that he doesn't, that it doesn't work because he doesn't plug it in right, whatever. Um, but like I, t- Daniel Craig, hot, Ava Green, hot. I don't understand why Ava Green isn't just like cast in everything in general, but particularly after watching this, which was a huge blockbuster and in which she is so fantastic. I'm I I mourn for the career that should have been. Um which is all to say I like Casino Royale. It is a very good movie. I don't think it's great. Um but I do I do like it. I like it a lot. All right. All right, cool. Now, kicking it over to our franchise expert, diehard fan over here, Josh Parm. Well, first of all, uh, I'm going to say that, Dan, I totally kind of see where you're coming from with this movie. And this because Casino Royale is a movie that I think both tries to reinvent this character for a new audience, but also tries to pay homage to some things in the past. And I can understand where that lack of knowledge of the franchise's history would be a detriment. But um, I would still say that for me, I do absolutely love this film. And what I particularly love about it is, first of all, Daniel Craig's performance, which I think really brings a level of depth and complexity to the character of James Bond that really had not been seen before. And I think that is so refreshing. The cast around him is also really good. I think that these action sequences are spectacularly delivered. I think that Martin Campbell, he's a director that I I almost agree with your point, Dan, that he's not somebody who is like a big auteur, but that's also something the series has kind of fallen back on in the past. It's only recently that they've kind of gotten bigger name directors. And I think that what he does really well is just conceive these action set pieces that are 
really entertaining, very thrilling, and I just have a blast with them. I think that Ava Green is also another highlight. The chemistry she has with Craig is just absolutely fantastic. I think that this is one of the best films in the series. It's a great, great action film. And yeah, I absolutely, top to bottom, love it to death. All right, Casey Lee Clark. Yeah, I love this movie. Um, I was introduced to it on television, on cable, because my mom's a big fan of it, and I grew up in a house where the TV's always on, and we're watching the middle of a movie. I also love that even in the Daniel Craig era, watching James Bond movies on cable is still a staple in the American Mm -hmm. household. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for the longest time, that was the only way I had seen it, but I had, you know, bits and pieces over the years seen the whole movie. Um, and not until recently did I finally, like in the last year, get into action movies. But prior to that, this was kind of for a while, one of the few action movies that I genuinely loved. And I think beyond just being such a great, like introduction, I think for people my age to bond, this was also my first bond movie. Um, I think that it does a good job of being very fun, but also having like the dramatic elements. I think also just bond in general is a great, like wealthy escapism you know of beautiful people driving nice cars wearing beautiful clothes going to places you would never even dream of going it's fun it's so fun i think daniel craig is phenomenal i like i said i'm seeing no time to die finally on friday because for a while casino royale was the only bond movie i had ever seen (laughs) so this past like week and a half my boyfriend and i've been watching all of them we watched skyfall last night we're watching specter and then seeing no time to die i'm in bond week I'm having a great time. Wait, wait, did you like uh, strategically skip Quantum of Solace? Because oh no, we watched it. it oh, okay, I was gonna say just because it's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> we were not talking about that today. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. Um, and yet Daniel Craig is still great in it because he's great in all of them. I think he's so great as this character. I think the action sequences are top notch. Ava Green is phenomenal. I think their chemistry is so great. And Mads Mikkelsen, I think this was my introduction to him way back when. And I think he's terrific. I think he plays such an interesting villain where, you know, he has his own stakes within the poker match of if I don't win, I'm fucked. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that that's really great. And, you know, my name is my favorite Bond song of the Craig era. I know Skyfall's great, but goddamn, I love me some Chris Cornell. And that song, like the way that you open into the opening credits in this movie with that opening scene is just phenomenal and it's so much fun and i love all the set pieces i mean i can't think of venice without thinking of don't look now and the end of this movie (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i i'm a big fan of casino royale I'm a massive fan of Casino Royale. Um, it's actually one of my favorite action films of the uh, two, of the 2000s of the decade. And part of that is because it is a reboot of sorts where we're getting a new James Bond. They decide to kind of change the direction of the series after the previous uh, Pierce Brosnan films. And they went for a more gritty, hard hitting style in terms of like the action and some of these uh, set pieces are so insanely choreographed and staged that to me even with the excellence of something like Skyfall or even the grand epic uh, qualities of No Time to Die I think that some of the action sequences in Casino Royale um, are still the best that the franchise has ever seen. So it came roaring out of the gate for me. Um, And every time I've watched it since, I always expect that it's going to 
slump for me in some way or another, but it is just such an adrenaline rush, and Daniel Craig's performance is so incredibly magnetic. He has, like, these poised eyes that you just can't look away from, um, and it's really really incredible how much charisma he has even though he doesn't necessarily overplay it you know he could be charming he could be a ruthless killer um sometimes just seeing him even investigate and uh play around with um you know like a cell phone trying to figure out like what these hidden messages mean it's it's just riveting to watch him on screen and then of course his chemistry with eva green is um still probably yeah definitely uh the best Deliberately so, considering that all the other sequels in his uh, franchise tenure seem to always harken back to how good his chemistry was with Eva Green. So. Yeah, 15 years later, he still can't get over her. <laughs> no, I mean, at and all. can you blame him? True. No, I, I'm, I'm in love with Eva Green. You're in love with Eva Green. I mean, yeah. Dan, you'd change sexuality for Eva Green, probably. I, yes, I, she is a total <laughs> fence jumper for me. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all there. We all get it. Um, but I think ultimately that the thing that works so well about this like i said is that it was fresh it was new at the time it has this tremendous pace throughout even at two and a half hours or rather close to two and a half hours long and also it has a very interesting character arc for james bond uh from the beginning of this movie until the end there are like a few things that i do have some minor quibbles with but they're so so minor because everything else is truly firing on all cylinders that it more than makes up for uh, those those issues that I have. Um, so I want to actually first start off, though, with, as you always do with a James Bond film, the opening. Hey, everyone. Sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our 2006 Patreon podcast review of Casino Royale here on the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full review, you will have to head on over to Next Best Pictures Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get the rest of this hour and a half long review, along with other exclusive podcast content from us as well. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and we are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. You can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we shall see you all next time. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. 
Conflicted, a history podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.